0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular,
1: the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
1: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Up next, Out Loud with John O'Caldwell,
2: part of the Gingrich 360 Network.
3: More than 74 million votes for President Trump this past election. This was the most any sitting president in history has received. It's clear his message resonated with countless voters. His message also resonated with a group that many Republicans often write off and say is a lost cause. That's African-Americans. In 2016, the president said to African-Americans, what do you have to lose? And interestingly enough, I like to switch that around and say, what do you have to gain? I look at the policies, the first step act, the opportunity zones funding for historically black colleges and universities, among other policies as well. This won the hearts and minds of about 8% of black voters in 2016, 12% of black men this year, however, was a different story. They saw the policies actually resonate, which I encourage every Republican to put up policies. If you want this kind of support, we saw In 2020, 12% of African-Americans vote for Donald Trump, 19% of black men and 9% of black women, which in 2016, it was 4% of black women supported him. In addition, the president also increased his standing with Latino Americans. According to Edison Research, he captured the support of 36% of Latino men and 32% of Latino women. These votes helped Trump secure victories in Texas and in Florida. That's an incredible feat. It's especially an incredible feat when you think about some of the things that people have said on the left about President Trump. I think of a prominent congressman from New York City by the name of Hakeem Jeffries, who said that President Trump was the Grand Wizard of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, indicating that he was the chief clansman of the White House, which is insanely ridiculous. Or someone like Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who said right before the election she will never forgive them for undermining the possibility to help their own people in their own community. She said that of young black men choosing Trump. It's absolutely unconscionable, she said. It's shameful. But despite these comments, Trump won more non white voters since the 1960s. Like Trump or hate him, he has expanded the Republican tent for the better. In addition, he brought in working class and middle class voters Democrats for decades had usually won. I don't always agree with President Trump's message, his tweets, his policies, and sometimes he's clearly uncouth. But I would be lying if I didn't say the GOP must take note in fastidious study of the Trump campaign strategy on expanding the tent. The country demographics are quickly changing. It's no secret that for decades, Republican voters have largely been white, many of them older. The GOP clearly needs more diversity. Indeed. The census projected that whites would be the minority by 2045, 2045. Things are changing. It's crucial that my party, the Republican Party, woo's more minority voters. Republicans should not change our principles to accommodate new voices. Of course not. We shouldn't. We're the GOP. And we're proud that we started our, our beginning foundation in 1854 in, in opposition to the Kansas, Nebraska Act, which wanted to expand slavery. I'm proud of the party, although it's imperfect. I've been a conservative Republican for over a decade. When I joined the party, the prevailing philosophy was if you weren't a conservative on every issue, then you weren't a true Republican. That stubborn, myopic attitude kept the tent limited. We must go into neighborhoods like Chicago, Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, places where non-white voters live and make our case. These people know that their school systems are failing them, their government on the local levels are failing them, their crime is too high. The opportunities for them are fleeting more and more. Let's not forget about the fact that liberal COVID policies has decimated their ability to earn income. Let's speak directly to those voters and go after them in a respectful way and pull them into the tent like Trump did. That's the only way to save my party, the GOP in the country for future generations. Now that I've addressed that, I want to talk about my next guest. My next guest is someone that's a member of the Trump family who's been leading the way in terms of President Trump's campaign efforts. And who's going to enlighten us on secrets about the Trump family that we hadn't known before? Things that I'm sure you will find very, very intriguing. This is Out Loud with Gianna Caldwell. Let's go. Thank you for coming. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be with you.
2: Well, thank you, Gianna. Thanks for having me.
3: So I want to start off asking you a simple question here. How's your father-in-law doing? Is he in good spirits? Give us a feel of what the president is thinking and feeling these days after Election Day.
2: Well, he is in good spirits. Look, uh, he very clearly knows that he won this election. And if you go back to 2016, he has gained 11 million more votes at this point than he even had in in 2016. And it's a record number for an incumbent president to receive in in a a re-election bid. Unfortunately, we are are having to work harder than than most and probably harder than we should, but we've been used to that. Uh, You know, so He's in good spirits. He's optimistic. You know, he's well informed on all of the legal battles and uh, everything we have going on across the country. But look, just like all of us, he wants to see the right thing happen and he wants every legal vote to be counted. And he believes, like we all do, that when that happens, he will be uh, the victor of this uh, election.
3: And that's a really great point, because you've been a vocal and passionate defender of the president, arguing that he can still win this election. And I think you mentioned here every legal vote counted, can you walk us through the strategy to ensure that every legal vote is counted, therefore ensuring his victory?
2: Well, there are so many fronts uh, on which you know we can do this. I, I think if you look at just the fact that we've had hundreds of affidavits signed across the country by people that witnessed voter fraud that were either you know not allowed as poll watchers to get anywhere near the ballots that were being checked to have any shot at seeing what was going on with those whether you have heard these stories about people finding you know just bags of of all trump ballots dumped somewhere you know i I saw on uh sean hannity's show recently they had these three individuals on there that all signed affidavits all testified uh, in pennsylvania specifically to their uh witness of voter fraud and and it's it's rampant unfortunately Throughout the country, Uh, we've had hearings going on in uh, Michigan, hearings going on in Arizona. We are continuing to get hundreds of people coming out saying what I saw or what happened to me. People went to go vote and someone would tell them, oh, you already voted because apparently their name had been used illegally. We have people that have been dead for I don't know, decades, quite frankly, a lot of them, hundreds of dead people voting, people voting in two states, underage people voting, illegal people voting. So, look, you know, what you hear out there, I think, from a lot of folks is this narrative that, well, you know, there aren't going to be enough votes that you guys find with regard to this fraud to overturn an election. But I think when you start peeling back the onion, what we have found in every case is that just one instance of voter fraud leads you down a path of finding more and more and more. And look, the the thing that we don't have on our side is time, quite frankly, because there is a finite end to uh, when we have to have all of this finalized. But that said, we have until December 14th, until the electors vote in each state. You know, we have the state legislatures that have the ability to decide where each electoral vote for every state goes. Uh, We have this possibly ending up in Congress. And then, look, we have lawsuits all over the the country and in numerous states where we want recounts. We want audits because their signature verification was basically turned off in many cases uh, around the country with these voting machines. So look, there are a lot of fronts on on which we are fighting, but I can tell you every day we hear more and more instances of fraud. We hear about illegal votes, votes not being counted that were Trump votes and multiple quadruple times counting Biden votes. It's it's a really upsetting thing. And we want this to be right, Gianno, not just for this election, but for the future of America. Because if you're able to allow fraud in one election, then people will never have confidence in our electoral system in this country.
3: No, I 100% agree with you. Now, A.G. Barr has said that he didn't see at this moment enough fraud to overturn the results of the election. Clearly, there's still an investigation going on, at least it seems, in multiple fronts. And you mentioned the lawsuits. Are you optimistic about being victorious after all things are said and done by December 14th?
2: Well, I I think we are and we have to remain that way. You know, we are are fighting, like I said, on all fronts and every way we can. And, you know, I appreciate what uh, the attorney general said But, you know, it's not lost on anyone that this was the same DOJ that allowed illegal spying on the Trump campaign um, that I think in a lot of people's opinions, there are a lot of biased individuals within the the DOJ and, and not everything necessarily runs through them. A lot of these are are battles on a state level and not a federal level. So, you know, I understand that he said that, but I, I don't think it was all fully taken in the context of what we have going on. But look, we remain optimistic. We are out battling every day and doing everything that we can to make sure, again, that this is a legitimate election.
3: I want to pick up from there in a moment, Laura. But first, here's a word from our sponsor.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. at lifelock.com news that's lifelock.com news to save up to 25 percent identity theft protection starts
1: here hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call
5: between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid
3: fitness aside the presidential race for a moment. Republicans are feeling good about the GOP gaining several seats in the House, including a record number of women. What are your thoughts on the GOP's performance down the ballot and strong showing of Republican women?
2: Well, gosh, it, it wasn't uh, the, the blue wave that the Democrats talked about, was it? We <laughs> <right>. we sure, <laughs> no, I know, not. we overtook quite a few seats and uh, we flipped a lot of the, the Democrat seats. And, and the majority of the time when we flipped a seat from Democrat to Republican, it was a woman who won that seat. So uh, look, we're we're so proud of, of the women that are going to be representing people all across this country in Congress as Republicans. And look, the majority uh, is very, very slim for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats right mm-hmm. now in the House. So uh, we feel really positive about that. I think it speaks to the fact that people in this country, quite frankly, rejected a lot of what the Democrat Party was trying to peddle. And people said, we don't want to defund our police. We want our country to be back open. We want uh, secure borders. You know, we, we want to be able to choose for ourselves. This is the United States of America. After all, we enjoy our freedoms. We enjoy our Second Amendment rights. Um, so I think a lot of, of people stood up very loudly and said, we are rejecting what the, the socialist policies that the Democrats had been pushing out there. And it's very interesting. This is another thing, you know, I know we're not talking specifically about the, the presidential race, but Gianna, when you have down ballot Republicans winning across the board in states across the country overwhelmingly, and then at the top of the ticket, they somehow chose Joe Biden and said it doesn't make sense when you statistically look <laughs> at the numbers. You know what I mean? Like people are looking You're at right. this no, I understand. something is wrong here. That <laughs> said, look, we're really proud of all the Republicans that will be uh, represented in Congress uh, for this session. And I think in 2022, look, I think we're going to gain back the majority in the House. And I expect we're going to keep the majority in the Senate. So we feel really positive on that.
3: Now, that brings me to my next question, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, which (laughs) outperformed expectations. And from what I understand, you were responsible personally for the victories in North Carolina, which I think is good news. What can you tell us about the potential that you may run for Senate in North Carolina? You want to break any news on out loud with Caldwell (laughs) today? Well this I is the outlet to do it you have to do it is now. this the space I should
2: do it okay <laughs> this well. is it I mean if
3: you want a big big push here there you go uh,
2: well, I don't have any news to break today unfortunately <laughs> but, but look North Carolina is my home state. my entire family still lives there. my parents still live in the house that I came home from the hospital to and so it it is my my home and it always will be and so in 2016, really the way that I became involved in the campaign was my father-in-law basically said to me, you're from the state of North Carolina. Can you help me win that state? Because don't forget Hillary Clinton in 2016 said that North Carolina would be her firewall. She was absolutely going, going to win that state so I yeah so my my father-in-law tasked me with helping him win in 2016 i i started women for trump we had a bus tour that not only went through north carolina but all over the country and i spent a lot of time there um, on the ground which i love doing any excuse to go back home and it was no different in 2020 you know we did the same thing we fought hard North Carolina is is a very tough state to win, though. It is a state that uh, you see an influx of people from New York and New Jersey moving down to North Carolina because it is a fantastic state. They have great schools. They have a great quality of life down there. Businesses are booming. So look, I, it was something that I worked really hard for, and I'm so proud that we have have won now a second time around North Carolina for the president as it relates to Senate look we're obviously working on this battle right now and I do have a little bit of time to decide on that but I could think of nothing you know greater than to represent the people of my home state represent North Carolina Um, I named my daughter Carolina after my home state because I (laughs) love it so much but there is a lot to consider you know I, I think people have very clearly seen the way we've been treated as a family since Donald Trump announced that he was running for president since he became president. Um, our our family is under constant scrutiny. They constantly make up stories about us. I mean, the, the number of lies that have been printed about all of us or said on national television about all of us yeah. would shock people. And, and most I don't think would ever say, well, gosh, I want to put myself back through that. But that said, I think we've also seen the really positive side of things, which is that you can affect really positive change for people, and you can be a representative for so many. It would be an honor, uh, truly. But haven't decided yet. We're we're still figuring that out.
3: Yeah, sounds like you decided <laughs> <Some response. laughs> You gave a lot of positives, and then it's well, true. Maybe I'm it's, not it would
2: be amazing. Who would who wouldn't want to represent you know their home state? Who wouldn't want to give it a shot to do something like that? But. But truly, I mean, on the other side of the, the coin, they, they make life really challenging for us. There's, there's yeah. constant negative attention and scrutiny on us. And, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it well, some more.
3: you're all the fighters. You're fighters. That's sure. true. Now, now, that's interesting because there's people who are taking you possibly running for Senate very seriously. It was reported that Mark Walker, a former Baptist pastor from Greensboro, just announced that he's running for North Carolina's open seat in 2022. And the New York Times has reported, well, I shouldn't mention them. <laughs> they <laughs> reported that he's doing this to ward you off so you won't run.
2: Oh. I mean well.
3: this is interesting. They're taking you very seriously.
2: Uh, well, I I mean I'm I'm sort of flattered by that, I guess I should say, but um You know that's that's on him if that if he's ready to announce he's running get his campaign going you know good for him i mean that wouldn't be a deterrent necessarily i don't think for anyone in our family we've been up against you know the fake news media the democrats hollywood the liberal elites we've been up against everybody so you know that that wouldn't necessarily be a deterrent but but maybe we'll see then who the full competition would be beforehand maybe that's a good thing
3: And now I find that to be very interesting. I want to discuss that further, but let's take a quick break first.
0: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean, Keith Don't Urban, loud, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green. Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center, Saturday, May fourth. Stream only on Hulu, starting at eight PM Eastern, five Pacific.
3: I know there's been attacks on your family. You mentioned the spying in 2016. I mean, obviously they they impeached the president. There's been a number of things that have gone on, whether it be via the DOJ or what's going on in New York City with the investigations. It's been reported that President Trump has discussed the possibility of preemptively pardoning some members of your family in a run-up to a potential Biden administration. Is there anything you would like to comment on with regards to that?
2: Well, I don't really know much about that, to tell you the truth. Look, I I think that what you've seen happen to this president is really unprecedented in so many ways and, and really should disturb most Americans. The fact that you can have the house of representatives impeach the president of the united states for really no good reason i mean they we know that they spent 2 years on the russia collusion hoax giano we know mm-hmm. that that cost tens of millions of taxpayer dollars and and quite frankly agony for for most of america for 2 years to get through that only to find out on the other side of it, what we all knew, what we had all said from the beginning, that we did not collude with Russia to win the election in 2016. It was such a ridiculous notion. And, and I think for all of us, we, we sort of laughed at it at first. And then we said, oh, my gosh, these people are serious. And then you fast forward to then, you know, the phone call with Ukraine and, and the, the hysteria over that. And then you look at the other side of things and you look at Joe Biden and the Biden family, specifically his son, Hunter, and the way that the New York Post story was swept under the rug, the way that the the big tech companies, the social media giants would not allow that to come out because it was, you know, two weeks until the presidential election. No questions for Joe Biden, by and large, by any mainstream media outlets on that. So there is a very, very clear double standard. And it becomes very clear to people that these folks are out to get any member of the Trump family, quite frankly, that I think they can. Um, My brother-in-law, Don, had to testify numerous times on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's crazy. This is the United States. This shouldn't be happening. So what I can say is that we all know that they're going to go out of their way to try and make our lives uh, miserable, uh, as, as hard as they possibly can and do everything that they came pro- probably to try and, I don't know, throw us all in jail, get us out of the country. I don't know really what their end goal is, but I don't, I don't know necessarily about any pardons, but I can tell you, we all know that we are under so much scrutiny that they're looking for anything that we say or do wrong to capitalize and, and punish us for. And um, it's really sad because look, none of us ever expected to be involved in politics, but I can tell you, we love this country. We're patriots, we wanna fight, see the right thing happen always in America, especially right now, because I think a lot of people have seen how frightening the folks on the other side can be. And gosh, if they got their way fully, I mean, this would be an unrecognizable country.
3: Yeah. And it it, it, it seems to be that those that are in these elite positions, you think about to the Obama Biden administration, the folks that uh, spied on the president's campaign, uh, the FISA warrants, all those things that, that occurred, it seems as though there's not been any justice. Do you know why that is? The president is in the White House. The DOJ is his DOJ. Why haven't they arrested anybody and put anybody in jail? Why are the elites continuing to get away with the, the wrongdoing?
2: Well, it's a great question. I mean, I think you, you ask a lot of people, and they know that the deep state is real. They know that Donald Trump is a threat to so much uh, of what has been allowed to transpire in Washington, D.C. for so long. Don't forget, this is a man that needs nothing from Washington, D.C. He's not looking to make his name bigger. He's not looking for a book deal at the end. He took no money from lobbyists, from special interest groups. He's beholden only to the American people. And that represents a very big threat to the way things have operated in Washington, D.C. for so long. He wants to get us out of all of the wars, the endless wars around the, the world that the United States doesn't need to be involved in. That's threatening to a lot of people that make a lot of money, Gianno, off of those words. There are so many instances like that out there where, you know, people, people start kind of looking at all of the facts and all the things that this president has done. It is astounding that no one has been arrested. It is astounding that nothing has happened with respect to the FISA warrants, with all of the wrongdoing that went against the Trump campaign and the sitting president. Of the United States. But yeah. I, I think that's why so many people want four more years of Donald Trump. We are not done draining the swamp. There is a lot of of dirt that needs to be cleared out of Washington, D.C. And, you know, it takes a, a lot of effort and a long time to do that. So for whatever reason, I think there are still probably some bad apples left in uh, the Department of Justice. And, um, you know, it's really sad to see. And that's another reason we really want to make sure that this election is you know, done the proper way and that Donald Trump gets four more years.
3: Yeah. That transparency is a hundred percent important now in the event that for whatever reason, it doesn't turn out victorious as we um, would hope uh, for president Donald Trump. Do you think that there, cause we talked about mainstream media, a lot, the corruption there, the inaccuracy, the um, sources that don't actually exist, <laughs> the false reporting, all of those things. Is it it all possible that there may be a Trump TV network that comes out or some type of media organization to produce the news and facts that you all would want out there?
2: Well, I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think we started at the campaign, you know, during COVID, we called it Team Trump Online, and we had programming seven nights a week. We got millions of views on on most of our programs, uh, most of our shows that we we pushed out there. So there is an interest. And I think a lot of people feel that. I think we people are yearning for an outlet that that does not give them biased media coverage that tells them the things that they're not going to otherwise hear that's really why we started doing it uh, ourselves quite frankly because we knew nobody else was going to get the info out there to people so, you know, there, there's always a, a possibility that something like that happens. Again, I have no news to break here, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> you, you broke two big stories. <laughs> but, uh,
2: but look, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I think that, uh, we all have come out of this, you know, uh, hopefully it ends four years from now and, and not now. But I think we all know that you can't just stop fighting for this country. You can't just, Sit, sit back down and go back to normal life and say, oh, well, someone else will figure out this fight. We are all as a family in this fight to protect America, to keep this country the greatest in the world, to protect our freedoms, to uphold the Constitution. We are all willing to, to continue the fight. So that may come in many different forms. I don't think anything has, has fully been discussed on that front as we are still in the fight right now for this election. But, but look, anything is possible. So we'll see what happens.
3: And my final question, and this is by far the most important, after attending North Carolina State University, you uh, studied <laughs> French Culinary Institute. What is this at the French Culinary yeah. Institute in New York? And I believe <laughs> the focus was on pastries. That's correct. what are your favorite things to bake and cook?
2: Oh, well, if you ask my husband, he'll give you this long answer about how I never get b- bake anything for him. Um, Mm -hmm. and that I'm like the worst now because I used to make him ice cream cakes and I used to have a cake company actually called Laura Lee confections. So I did all kinds of crazy cakes for people. My, my favorite thing right now truly is anything that I can make with my kids. I have a a one-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. So anything that they can be involved with, which is usually like Rice Krispie treats at this point, but I do have a really good peanut butter brownie recipe that when I break it out. I'll tell you what, those things go really fast. They're very rich, but that's always a request of my friends. Once I've made them a couple of times, everybody says, when are you bringing those things back? So that's probably uh, a, fa- a fan <laughs> favorite at this point.
3: <laughs> well, I hope I can get a, a bite of yeah. one of those in the, in the future. That would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, if you, how can people reach you?
2: Well, you can find me um, on Instagram, on Twitter, Laura Lee Trump, L-A-R-A-L-E-A my middle name, Trump, um, on on both. And uh, Facebook, the same thing, Laura Trump. I post a lot of photos of my kids and my dogs, but if you don't mind that, you can check (laughs) me out there. (laughs)
3: Well, I certainly follow you on Twitter. I want to thank you for coming on Out Loud with Gianna Caldwell, and I want to wish you well in what I'm sure will be a future Senate race (laughs) and perhaps win. Thank you. So thank you for coming on so much. We appreciate your time and dedication to this country especially.
2: Well, thank you. It's it's great to be with you, and uh, the fight continues. We're not done yet, so thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely. Talk soon. I want to give a special thanks to Lord Trump for a great interview. She really revealed some Trump family secrets for us. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, please email me at outloud at gingrich360.com, and I'll try to answer them in future episodes. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Parlor at Gianno Caldwell. And if you're interested in learning more about my story, please pick up a copy of my best-selling book titled Taken for Granted, how conservatism can win back the Americans that liberalism failed. Special thanks to our producer, Stephen Calabria, researcher Aaron Klingman, and our executive producers, Debbie Myers, and the great speaker at Newt Gingrich, all part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Part of
5: the Gingrich 360
1: Network.
0: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean, it Keith it's Urban, loud, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, like Lady A, Riley Green, it's Ashley McBride. Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center, Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.